What's going on tonight, Cam? Uh, podcasting in the evening. That's what's going on, Mitch. What about you? <laughs> uh, you know, I uh, got a little, got a little uh, scratch in the throat, so I hope that won't uh, affect things too much tonight. But I have a mug full of my secret weapon when I was in radio. And normally, like, I would have been just a tea. Um, my wife, uh, I had to get some tea from her because I don't have any tea right now. And she allowed me to uh, use some, uh, um, was it a gunpowder green tea? So it does not taste like gunpowder. <laughs> but the I mean, that's good. Right. The secret weapon is you put a cough drop in it. And it just helps to soothe the throat and keep things mm -hmm. cleared out. Because the last thing you want to do is get gunky while you're talking on the air. So, so your your secret weapon is liquid lozenge. Liquid lozenge, exactly. TM, TM, TM. And uh, just for um, truth's sake, there's two <laughs> cough drops in this cup. So, all right, folks, you heard it here first. Mitch is high on the menthol. Oh, it's it's good. Well, they're ricolas. Normally, I would do halls, but uh, uh, with something yeah. like this, but but. You're going fancy tonight, so there you go. Yeah, well, I'm going to what's what's in the house. I'll, I'll be honest, with the lack of lederhosen is uh, very disappointing if you're drinking Ricola. <laughs> Sorry. I'll work on that. All right. Very good. <laughs> you don't want to see that. Eh. Little, little short shorts. I mean, you're sitting, so I just, <laughs> I just want the top. Well, if I'm wearing it, you're getting the whole experience. So That's that's fair. I suppose <laughs> I've, uh, I've earned that trauma. All right, um. So, so what are we talking about, huh? I don't know. What are we talking about tonight? <clears throat> I mean, I know what I want to talk about, but you had another idea. I think we've got good ideas tonight. Well, I think I'm I might bench that idea because I don't want to have do like a two hour show tonight. Um, okay. But I know that uh, did Did you have any follow up for OS or Mac OS Ventura? I see it's on the show notes. Uh, I did not put it there. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't put it there either. I'm assuming you put the other thing in there though. Mm-hmm. All right. I did. Well, I got a I got a text message the other day about something uh something that you wanted to talk about tonight. So why don't we start there? Yeah, so this whole story starts with um I get one of the few newsletters that I subscribe to is Matthew Casanelli's shortcuts newsletter. Um, because he is one of the premier shortcuts uh professional sort of nerds out there and um in his uh, newsletter every once in a while he'll recommend an app or whatever and there was one called ellie and it was the way he put it was he's excited to see this new category of app that combines your calendar and your tasks and allows you to time box your tasks on your calendar and i was like well this is maybe a new category of app. It is definitely not a new category of idea. Like this has been around as long as agile uh, project management has been around It's mm -hmm. time boxing, right? Here's your list of tax tasks. You mark out the time on your calendar for how long you're going to work on it for a specific task and when you're going to work on it so that everyone on your team can see what's getting done when, when I can bug you, when I can't, that sort of stuff, when your head's down. Um, so it's not a new idea by any stretch of the imagination, but apparently there are in recent months apps that have come out specifically geared toward this idea of calendar and tasks together so you can time box you know your tasks around your events and that sort of stuff and i don't know about you mitch but my calendar somehow has more authority in my brain than my to-do list does okay so like I'll see something on my to-do list. I'm like, ah, I know it says it's due today. I'll do it tomorrow. But if it's on my calendar, well, that means that it happens today because it's on a calendar. I can't just push calendar events back. It's on the calendar. Like this is serious. My to-do list is just suggestions or whatever. So I was like, all right, I'll check this app out. It's free. Um, so I check it out and it only works with Google calendars currently, which is a bummer because all of my calendars are iCloud. So, but it's made by this, you know, indie developer named Christian that lives down in Texas. And I just emailed him. I was like, Hey, any, you know, chance that you're going to include iCloud or is iCloud integration anywhere on your roadmap in the future? He responds back in like 10 minutes. 
Hey, so glad you're checking out the app. Yeah, it's on my uh, roadmap. Um, probably next week, if not the week after, it'll be in there. I was like, holy crap. Okay, great. So then I'm thinking, and I'm realizing, seems like a nice guy, cool little app, but it's siloed, right? Like I have to import everything into it. I have to put my tasks into that. And that's not necessarily the... I didn't want my calendars and my tasks tucked away in this little corner in this app that didn't really interact with anything else. And then I realized I've been using Fantastical forever. Fantastical has reminders integration in it. You can type your tasks or your to-dos in natural language, just like your events. And then I was like, well, I use a Mac for my personal life and I use a Mac for work. And Fantastical has calendar sets. So I can have a work calendar set that I has my outlook and everything and all my work events and all my work tasks there. Then I can have a personal calendar set that has all my personal tasks and personal events and personal calendars. And so I'm at work. I just look at one calendar set. And when I'm on my phone or on my personal other personal device, I look at my personal one and I have one system between Fantastical and Reminders that covers my entire personal life calendar and to-dos and my entire work life calendar to-dos, same app, same experience, same platform across the board. And it has been really, really, really nice to use. It's only been a handful of days, um, but being able to look at my work calendar and schedule your time box, right? When I'm going to work on certain things before meetings, after meetings, that sort of stuff, as well as when I'm going to get stuff done for my daughter or go shopping or, you know, uh, stuff for the dog or stuff at church, being able to just have all of that in one spot, whether it's an actual event or travel time or prep time or tasks, and just looking in one place on any of my devices, phone, iPad, computer, work computer, right? It's all there. It's all in one spot. It's all consistent. And I don't have to think about it anymore. And plus, with the reminders, you get Siri integration and location reminders, too, which technically you could kind of do with things, but it's not as easy because it's not a first-party integrated app like Reminders is. Um, do I miss the way things looks? Yes, absolutely. Uh, but... Um, this is just so easy and so convenient and just like, I don't even have to think about it anymore. Like, Oh, what am I doing? Go to my calendar. What, what, you know, what am I going next? What are my calendar? What are my tasks? Go to my calendar. It's all in one spot and you can add things to your calendar and to reminders all within Fantastical. And then, if I'm out shopping, I can just pull up reminders on my phone and just look at my shopping list. And reminders even has uh, smart lists based on tags. So um, I have a, an errands tag that regardless of what list an item is on, if I just tag it as errands, like something I have to do while I'm out, uh, I can just look at that list while I'm out and it gathers all of the things I'm, I need to do while I'm out of the house, regardless of what list they're on. Um, and I have that view too. So it's... If you can't tell, I'm a little excited and I feel very nerdy that I'm this excited about calendars and time boxing my to-dos. But the way that my brain works, the fact that it's taken me this long to figure this out is really annoying. But I'm also glad that like this just clicks in my brain. Like it just works. Um, and and I've I've tried so many, I've tried all the to-dos tasks or uh, to-do apps, right? Um, and the fact that I've just come back to reminders with with the fantastic hell combination is kind of funny to me, but it just, like I said, it just clicks in my brain and uh, there's no friction. I just, it just, boom, it just goes where it needs to go and I'm good to go and I can move on. And that's that right there, I think is the most important part is the lack of friction and the, the ease and speed at which I'm able to either add stuff or check stuff. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the long winded answer. I'll shut up now. So something that, I was looking into after I got your text the other day is that, you know, something I want to do for the next year is start finding ways to cut the amount of money I'm spending on my technology mm -hmm. and just subscriptions in general. And I'm considering actually canceling. I think I actually did set it up to cancel already, but canceling Fantastic Al and trying 
just the Apple calendar mm-hmm. for, for managing everything and see how that works for me. Because I don't know if I use enough of the features in Fantastic Y'all to make it worth it. But one thing I did do is I looked at to, uh, Todoist, which has been my uh, task manager for the last year. Mm-hmm. And it's 35 bucks, and it's going to renew in January. And I'm like, mm, I think I can do something better than this that's going to be cheaper or free. And I thought, I remember us talking a year ago about task managers. Mm-hmm. And and what was funny is that at the time I was looking at OmniFocus being like $50 a year and thinking, oh, you know what, I'll do, or no, it was like, no, it was like 10 bucks a month or something like that that I was paying. It's not cheap. It's yeah. not cheap. But, uh, but I decided, oh, well, I'll, uh, I'll abandon that and go to Todoist because Todoist is only $35 a year. So, you know, that works for me. Well, mm-hmm. now I'm looking at trying to cut that down even more. And I thought, well, Reminders is not a bad app for, you know, it's come a long way since it first, uh, since they first yes, it has. Um, yes, it released has. it because they didn't even have like, uh, was it recurring events, uh, when they first released that. So it was useless to me at the time yeah, because I alone smart lists. Right? Yeah, I live with, uh, with, you know, everything and, uh, reoccurring events and such, cause I don't want to think about it. I want it to just pop in when I need it and you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, and then I got thinking about, we talked about good task last year mm-hmm. and that being basically a front end on top of reminders. And Correct. I started doing a little digging into that and what the costs were and stuff like that. You know, you can buy a license for it for 10 bucks and it's just, it's yours forever. What an old school pricing I, philosophy. I know. Is that crazy? Um, you can subscribe for $10 a year, but he says basically that's just to support the development of the app. You know, it's not, it doesn't get you more than, than paying, paying outright for the app. But if you love the app and you want to support it, uh, that's a way to support it. So, um, so I'm on good task now and I went ahead and plunked down the 10 bucks and, um, I actually really like it. You know, I haven't, I haven't looked at it in gosh, a year and a half. Yeah. Um, it's very powerful Mm -hmm. for what, I mean, compared to what you can do with reminders. Right. And, and that's what it is a, it is a more complex, powerful front end, as you said, for reminders. Uh, I remember a year, year and a half ago when I was looking at it, I tried it for a while and the the design and experience was pretty clunky and it was hard for me to figure out some stuff and i would actually i'm interested just to check it out just to see how how much or how little it's changed in that time what's your experience been this time around with how it looks, how easy it is to use, how easy it is to understand to, you know, how to do certain things. Yeah. So initially my thought was, wow, this is really utilitarian. Like yeah. it's, it, <laughs> you know, yep. and so as I'm digging into it, I'm realizing everything is customizable in this app, mm-hmm. you know? So if you don't like the way something looks, there might be a way to fix it. And um, one of the things that I really hated is when you pull open up the new task screen, so you're going to type in a new task, there's a chunk of stuff like right underneath that. That's all their quick actions. So you can oh, add it. got all about you those. can add yeah, a day. You crazy. Can, yeah. And there's a lot of them in there. Well, what I didn't mm-hmm. realize is you can go into settings and I went in and did this and you can delete them all. If you didn't want to, you can not have them show up at all. You know, there's just a, you know, how many, there's a, uh, option in the settings for how many um how many rows do you want and the default is four uh so you end up with like this four by ten grid of all these different things that you can go in and do as a quick action well if you want to you can just say zero rows and then they never show up they're gone um one that one that i used was to add a day so if i wanted to go in and just you know defer something to the next day i could do that just hit add a day to it so I left that one in there, but what, uh, what good task allows you to do is actually go in and just delete all the ones that you don't want to use. 
and they're easy enough to set up if you want to add them back in. So, mm -hmm. um, or if you think of something, hey, you know, I really wish that I could get a quick action to do this, and you can go in, and there may be a way to do that. It's actually the system that they've designed for doing that is relatively complex or a little bit more complex than I would have uh, thought. So, um, so it's good. You know, that's something that you could really spend some time with and get, get good at. And the other thing was the design of the app and it is skinnable. So you can go in and you can customize the way you want, you want it to look, uh, like by developing your own or you, they've got some options in the app to, uh, to change the color of the, the system, or there's a, there's a link there to go to their forums where people have designed and exported their, their, uh, theme and you can download their themes and try them. And so I'm using a, a theme that I downloaded from, uh, from their forums that I really like and I think it looks really nice. So, so I'm pretty excited about that. I don't remember that being an option last time i checked so that that feels like progress mitch yeah i mean it's so customizable i and i literally i was sitting there thinking like what else do i want to change about this app and it seemed like every time i thought you know what i really like to change this if i dug deep enough into the settings i could find some way to affect it so it was it's good i think they that that app even has come a long way since we tried it you know i tried it last year but I didn't try it for very long. I think there's like a three day trial that I that I poked around on it and then uh, gave up to go to Todoist. So, but I'm excited about it. I think it's a really cool app. Indeed. Look at us at the end of the year talking about calendars and task managers. What podcasters we are! Yeah, we we almost we we started last year talking about it. <laughs> Because because mm -hmm. I was looking at it and I and I uh, I subscribed to Todoist on January sixteenth, so <laughs> it would have been right around that time that we talked about it. So, but yeah. Oh, Good Task has calendar integration too. Yeah, it does. Just, mm -hmm. just told me good evening, my friend. Yeah. So one thing that I do like, uh, first off. Last year, one of the reasons that I had chosen Todoist was the Kanban style of uh, of mm -hmm. task lists. I just realized I didn't really use that hardly at all. You know, I had stuff. I had some of my my projects set up like that, but it just like it was. It seemed like a lot of extra fluff that I really didn't need. So, um, Good Task has a kind of Kanban. It's it's not really set up the way Todoist was uh or is but it's like you know if you want to set tags on different different uh um tasks or something like that you can basically sort in different columns but it's not something where you say hey you know I'm going to have a column and then I'm going to start another column with a different list and then I'm going to start another column with a different list it's not really set up the same way but um but it has has a feature that looks like that. But again, I didn't really use it that much, so it's something that it was easy to just say, "Hey, I, I really don't need that." So, but one thing that I do like is that each morning, I have templates set up for specifically for work, uh, because not every day warrants the same things, you know, the same tasks. So I set up different uh, templates so that each morning. I pick up my phone and I go in and I tap the little, uh, it looks like a little calendar icon on the bottom mm -hmm. and it comes up and says, good morning, friend. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then it pops up and says, well, here's, here's a list of, uh, of to do's that you have on your list today. Would you like to add these and add them? Uh, here's some suggested to do's that you have in here. Would you like to get these things done today? And you can uncheck them and check them as you wish. And then, and then add them. And then the next list is like, here's all your templates. Are there any templates you want to add to today? It's like, well, you know what? I do. We're, you know, there's a truck on load tonight, so I need to have this one. And I need to make sure that I have this and this in there. And so I'm able to tap those and then add those in. Um, now, one goofy thing is that it will show you the whole list of all the to-dos. To and then mm -hmm. if you scroll down to the bottom, it says add. 
and that's all it says. So you, if you hit add, it will ask you to create a new task. So I just, if I mistakenly do that, I'll just cancel out of that. But then if you scroll back up to the top, you can hit a close button, but that doesn't like add that stuff to your list. You are at, I think it is actually added to your list, but it doesn't finish that. So, and I th I'm guessing this is just a, a bug in the app, but then you have to go back into it and then you scroll back down the list again and now there's a finish button to hit. So I'm guessing that it's just a, a bug that uh, they're probably gonna get ironed out, but, um, but it should have an add and finish option when you first get to that last page and it, and it doesn't. So, <clears throat> but again, probably just a bug. Something that'll get fixed. Hopefully. Mm -hmm. But I'm really enjoying it. I think it's, I think it's a really cool app. Uh, one thing that I really like about using reminders as the back end is that, I, that my wife and I have a couple of uh, shared reminders lists. Mm -hmm. So when, like I have one, my inbox um, is open to her as well. So she can throw stuff into my inbox if there's something that she needs me to do. Like today, she needed my sister's email address. So uh, she just put a task in there that said, you know, send Jamie, you know, so-and-so's email address. And so I, uh, I got that. She kind of, she sent me a text and said, hey, I added something to your list. If you can take care of it today, I'd appreciate it. And so I went in and I, I popped it open. And sure enough, there's, there's a task. It had a time uh, for me today to get it done by so that it was in my today view as well. So I could just scroll through the today view and see it. And, uh, and I told her to do that. So that way I would see it in my today view. Uh, well, so that answers my question. I was like, why didn't she just send you a text message to ask you, but it didn't even dawn on me that she could put like a, a due date, due time on it so that you mm -hmm. would get a notification and be like, Oh yeah, yeah. I need to oh, do yeah, that. That's, right. that's actually, that mm -hmm. that's actually pretty clever. Yeah, so that that worked out pretty nice today because I'm at work and I was like, okay, what do I need to get? What else do I need to get done today? And I'm scrolling through the list, and oh, there's a right on the list there. It said send Jamie, you know, so and so's email address. And I thought, well, that's something I can do right now. So I went in real quick and I and I text her uh, basically the contact information that I had for my sister, and then uh, went back and checked that off the list. So. And you get a sense of accomplishment too. Yeah. See, and and the app actually has some nice little uh, um, sound effects too. If you if you like sound effects, so you know, just having that little ding, you know, to yeah, it's good. So. Good air horn. <laughs> <laughs> just let everyone know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did all my tasks. <laughs> I got burr, all burr. my tasks done. <laughs> <laughs> now but, let's rave. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. So now I'm now I've got till December 16th to decide if I'm going to uh, continue using Fantastical or if I'm going to switch back and just use the calendar. So I know there's going to be some features of Fantastical that I'm going to miss. So I've got to judge if I'm going to miss them enough to keep paying. I think it's like five bucks a month or whatever. So I think I just pay the annual one for Fantastical because I don't have a monthly sub for that. I, I might look at the annual if it's something that I decide I want to do because um, I'm kind of getting on that bandwagon of not having a monthly charge for things either. So I might look at that and see. That might be worth it. I'm guessing it's $50 a year, and I'm, I would guess. I'm going right now. I shall let you know. Of course, it cannot connect to the. Don't be dumb. App Store for the win. It is four ninety nine a month, and it's thirty nine ninety nine. Oh, that's premium. actually not bad at all. Yeah, thirty nine ninety nine, and sixty four ninety nine for families. So not that. I probably wouldn't do it and yeah, whatever. So it looks like family is seven ninety nine a month if you decide to do that. But Oh yo, dude, they up Disney Plus by twenty Oh yeah. Thirty bucks. Yeah, Disney Plus is more expensive now. 
Well, I yeah, got when, in before they update. Mine was last week. I yeah. got up and it was seventy nine ninety nine, which it always has been, but now it's a one hundred nine ninety nine. Yeah, and the 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 monthly went up to ten ninety nine, I think. So yeah, well, it, I got it sucks, a, I got but the, you know the the 11, kind of eleven months to figure that one out. Yeah, and and that's one of the things that you know it's been worth it for us. So you know we we watch stuff on there all the time. Oh yeah, I mean so do I, and so does my daughter, but. I mean, going from eighty and then upping at thirty bucks, like that's like a what thirty eight, forty percent upcharge. That's a significant bump. Yeah, it's they're still gonna get their one oh nine ninety nine for me. I just won't be happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> I have a six year old, you know? All right. And you know, tons of Star Wars stuff on there. So Oh, and that, gotta, yes. Gotta watch course. your Star Wars. So all right. Well, I had uh, an app that I started using this last week uh, from, uh, it's on SetApp, and it's also available outside of SetApp, obviously, for, for a subscription or for a, a payment. I Honestly, I didn't look it up before uh, before we went on. But you know, like a lot of these like window manager apps uh-huh. where you can um, you can basically tile your screen with, with windows. Uh, there's one called mosaic that I really like. That's Um, a apt name. Yeah. So what I, what I've liked about this app in particular that I haven't, uh, that other apps have kind of fallen short on me for is that when you pick up an app, the, there's a a bar at the top and I want to see if I can move that to the bottom, honestly, because it would work better for me. Cause on top, it just, it gets in the way too much when I'm trying to resize and move, move, uh, um, windows around if I don't want to use that. So I'm going to look at that, but I haven't done that yet. But what I like about it, because the, because Mac OS has, you know, the rounded rect- rectangle uh, windows now, it actually leaves a little bit of space in between the windows. So it, it looks really clean and really nice. So you've got your window here, and then there's a little bit of space where your wallpaper peeks through. And then, mm-hmm. and then you have the next window. So if you got two side by side windows, you basically have two um, rounded rectangles next to each other with a little bit of space, a little bit of space on the outside, a little bit of space in the middle, and it just—I think it looks really clean and nice versus some of the other apps that basically butt everything up right against each other or, mm-hmm. or something like do that. You have, that uh, nice. Do you have control over the width of that gutter? Um, again, that's something that I, that I need to dig into a little bit. Uh, I would think so, but I'm not hundred percent sure. Yeah. Cause I use my window manager of choice is Moom mm. and I'm able to, uh, separate windows and I can choose, you know, anywhere from two to 50 pixels. I have mine in a nice, even eight. But Mosaic is a much better name than Moom, let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to have to dig through this a little bit because I'm sure there's probably, here's a preference pane for it. Um, yeah, you can customize layouts, positioning. Um, I'm looking on their website right now. Yeah. So I'll have to report back on this and um, do a little bit of digging. But, oh, here it is, default gutter. Right now it's 32 pixels. So, yeah, that is uh, that is customizable. So if you don't like them quite so far away, you can uh, uh-huh. you can tighten them up. I like, yeah, what the, it, I like the default. It looks nice, but... Well, and especially on your... Um... Your big iMac too. Yeah. I imagine something like this is extra useful mm-hmm. uh, compared to my little dinky MacBook Air. Now, when I when I have it connected to my my 4K display, then it's you know I'm able to enjoy it even more. But it seems like are... it, you can go go in and like customize layouts too if you want. So mm-hmm. if you if you like the idea of having like right now I've got 
you i've got the the uh zoom window in kind of the right third of the screen and then i've got um adobe audition and uh, safari on the other side and they're overlapping each other a little bit right now but i could set those up so that they were taking up their own amount of space and then with stage manager all that stuff saves so you can have all these nice clean spaces that you can swap in and out of mm-hmm. and i uh, think we're we're nearing peak desktop uh because i was even thinking about that like i have a couple commands in my my moom which is just a weird thing to say <laughs> in my moom um But having them set up like that way and then with stage manager being able to just swap like the app pairs out and that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's oh man, that makes the nerd in me excited. Yeah, this is almost completely replaced uh using spaces on my at least on my twenty mm-hmm. seven inch iMac. I I can't update my laptop. So and and because of the screen size, it's a thirteen inch MacBook Pro. So I still tend to use uh, spaces on that one. So, because, you know, full screen apps at that size are, are a little bit more palatable than uh, than trying to fit a bunch of little windows on the screen. This is true. So cool. All right, well, I think we've got a little, well, we've got a little bit of time to kind of poke at this. But uh, my idea for the show tonight was to uh, go into our purchased apps uh, on our mobile devices. I was looking at probably IO, the iOS devices or iPadOS devices. And then just hit some highlights of things that we've purchased this last year that are basically newer apps that uh, that we, like newer to us, apps that we've purchased and looked at. And uh, maybe just talk, you know, obviously if we, we may have purchased hundreds of apps, so we're not going to go through them all. But... Uh, but and and this includes free apps too. But now I got to figure out where the purchased apps are. I must be in the app store. Indeed. But I, I start with one. You can go ahead and start with one. You betcha. So this uh, came as a recommendation from um, the Mac Stories Weekly newsletter, and it's a game, and it's called Isle of Arrows Tower Defense. Have you ever played Monument Valley? Yeah. Or, or at least seen the artwork? hmm So it's a tower defense game with that style of artwork. Okay. And each, um, I think it's like $5.99 or $6.99, but like there's, I think there's like five different guilds that all have different features. There's different uh, sort of levels that have like either like arrow towers or nature towers or fire towers or, or whatever. And every time you play the game, the, the cards you draw and the Island that you're on to defend generates randomly and differently. And so each game is completely different than the previous because it's just random. And as you progress, you gain access to different types of cards that are more powerful or give you extra ways to, uh, to change the gameplay. Um, so there's like the normal campaign mode. Then there's like the daily defense where, you know, it's the 24 hours and you try and score the best on, on the specific uh, game. And then there's like the extra challenging ones. Um, and it's just a lot of fun. It's also very frustrating because like you have to make it through 40 waves in order to have officially defended the aisle. And the amount of times I've died on 37, 38 or 39, <laughs> like the, the last guy had like 2% health. Just, but it's a really, it's a really pretty game. Um, and the, the amount of different types of, of towers and, um, uh, power-ups for lack of a better term they don't feel like power-ups in this game like they do in most of these games um this just feels like really really well thought through really well designed and it's very replayable because of how different each game is to the one that came before it um so if you're into anything at all like that um i highly recommend isle of arrows tower defense i've i've had it for 
three weeks and I've played it more than I care to say out loud. <laughs> well, that's going to have to go on the list. So looks like uh, I'm looking at the, the Mac app, uh, Mac app store right now mm-hmm. and it's five ninety nine. And I don't that have, sounds right. I don't have another device to look at uh, what it's like and or what it is on the, uh, on the iPhone or iPad, but. I didn't even think about playing it on my Mac. Oh boy, I've been playing it on my phone. <laughs> Watch just, out! Just ruined you. So I'm gonna just because uh, you you can go back and look in your purchases to the beginning of the year, and I'm just gonna sweep through here and see if there's anything that uh, is really noteworthy. Um, it looks like we started. I started using Obsidian this year. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that's I don't know. I think I was on it last 2021, mm-hmm. at the very end of the year, maybe. I don't know. I have to ah uh, the Chipotle app. That's a must. <laughs> <laughs> we we talked. Uh, I know we talked earlier this year about Notion. I'm not gonna re reiterate that. I'll be honest with you. I'm not using it all that much anymore. Um, I've settled into a combination of drafts and uh, obsidian for a lot of text, but there is an app called sports sport alerts or sports alerts that uh, I'm using on my iPhone right now. It promises that it has live activities, but for some reason I just could, I just have not been seeing any live activities on my phone. And I've gone through and done the, done a lot of the troubleshooting that, uh, that a lot of, uh, or that's that I've seen on the website, mm-hmm. and it's just I haven't seen, I haven't had anything really work yet. So I'll I'll keep plugging away at that, and hopefully I can get those live activities working. The only ones that I get, and they seem really random, are with carrot weather. Yeah, I get I get like, carrot weather every once in a while, but it's but like yeah, only you know, after like I've opened the app, and then it's like. Like the app has been on in the background, you know, mm-hmm. and like I'll just open it and I'm like, "Oh, hey, here's a live alert or live activity." Yeah. But I mean, if it's been in the background for a while, it's I mean, it's not. It's that's the whole point. They just they don't take up memory. But um, another fun game that I uh, I don't play as much now because I have Isle of Arrows to occupy my time is a game called Townscaper, and. It's just this really, again, I'm a sucker for pretty. Um, but the, the description goes, build quaint island towns with curvy streets, build small hamlets, soaring cathedrals, canal networks, or sky cities on stilts block by block. No goal, no real gameplay, just plenty of building and plenty of beauty. That's it. And so you're just, you start out with like a house on stilts in the middle of an ocean, and you just kind of like build a town just by tapping and stuff and you can change the colors and build it as high or as wide as you want. It's, it's a, it's a fun little way to, to make art on your phone out of cute little tiny little houses called townscaper. I enjoy it. So you said townscaper. Yeah. All one word townscaper. It's just kind of, you know, one of those games that's just, full of whimsy and I'm, I'm I need that in my life from time to time sure yeah, oh it sure does. it does look cute oh sure oh sure yeah you betcha uh, all right so we'll get that I'm putting a, f- a handful of these in show notes I'm not going to promise that we're going to have everything in show notes but We'll get a few of these recommendations in the show notes. Um, a couple of apps that uh, I started using this year. Um, for one, you know, we've talked at length about Logos and and uh, and using using something like that for uh, doing Bible study. Uh, something mm-hmm. an app that uh, my pastor is really big on and is really good. I think for en- really entry level type uh, um, study. Because it gives you just a little bit to get started as an app called Literal Word. Uh, it is um, the one the one that we use, and I don't know if they've got another version. is is the New American Standard version, and it uh, it basically gives you 
um, some Greek to, you know, Greek and Hebrew to look at. Uh, it'll give you, um, just, a, just enough information to kind of get, get you a little bit past the, the base level, like just reading the scripture. So if you want to look at the original languages a little bit, you can, but, but it's a, it's, I think it's a really good app for like, if you've got, you know, somebody that really doesn't have the time and energy to learn something like Logos, it, uh, it gives you a little bit of information to, to go by. Um, my biggest problem with the app is I really do not like how you navigate through the Bible. Um, it's, uh, I got so used to in Logos just being able to type the abbreviation of the, of the, uh, the book and then, you know, the address real, real simply. So, and, and I can do that really quick where with uh, literal word, you swipe, swipe over to the side to bring up the list of all the books of the Bible. You tap on the book, you tap on the, the, uh, chapter and then the verse and to me that's a lot of taps yeah. that i don't i don't need to do yep so, <clears throat> i'm with you but, on that one but no it's fun. a good it's a good one that if you've got somebody that wants a good bible a little piece of uh, bible software app for their their mobile device it it gives you it gives you a little bit to go by another app that i tried this year that i actually don't have a lot of use for but i really like uh using it when i need it is LumaFusion. So being able to do video editing on a mobile device uh, and have a lot of features to be able to, to play with. I think this really is the next best thing to having Final Cut on our mobile devices. Yeah. So, um, it's a good app. I really like it. I just haven't bit the bullet on it yet. Yeah. I'm still holding that hope. I don't know why, but, you know, maybe it's because I'm stubborn. There's an app that I discovered through Setapp um, called Paste. It's a clipboard manager that it, that runs universally through all your iOS devices and macOS devices. And so if you, um, and I know that there's universal clipboard um, between devices, but that doesn't always that doesn't always work perfectly. Mm -hmm. And Paste keeps a history of all of the stuff that you're um you're throwing into the clipboard so anything that you're copying or pay or copying or cutting on any of the devices so you can actually like if you've copied five different things and that five things ago you needed you can you can actually go into the app and grab that and and paste that in so um something that i used to do with the radio station when i worked there was i would i would copy all the stuff all my news stories and everything and I'm trying to remember, I think I used, uh, Launch Bar has this feature built in. So I would copy everything, and then I would go in and paste it all into where I needed it into the document that I used uh, to create my, my scripts and such. But, uh, but this kind of gives you some of those, those same options, is to be able to go back into your clipboard history and grab something in, in case you've, you know, had multiple things that you've... Uh, you've copied since you copied the thing that you wanted. So it works pretty nice that way. Uh, I finally got screens working properly. Have you used oh, really? screens before? Okay. Yeah. No, I know what it is. I've never had a need for it, but. It's a um, VNC client. So mm -hmm. you can uh, use that to remote into uh, your different machines. So the machines that I deal with at church, uh, I'm able to access from home. Um, at least for now, because uh, there's certain people that are insisting on getting a Windows machine for the uh, sound booth, so that will end at that point. <laughs> um, I don't think there's screens available for Windows. Why do they want a Windows machine back there? Uh, man, I don't know. Um, I told them what we needed, and they were like, well, we want a Windows machine. I think part of it is the, the cost. So to be quite honest with you, if we're going to get a desktop machine, uh, that uh, we needed to be able to run four monitors, so that's severely with with the uh, with the M1 machines. It severely limits what we can grab because we can't just get a an iMac because those mm -hmm. are all still on the M1s, and I don't think those will run more than one or more than two monitors. But uh, but what I what I came down to is we probably would have to go with a studio, uh, a Mac Studio to do it, which you know it's two grand to walk in the door 
So, and then you need a monitor and then we got to get, we got to get uh, a mouse and keyboard to go with it. And so it's just kind of piles on the expense. So that's what they're looking at. But, but anyway, screens uh, is what I was talking about. And, and it works really nicely once you kind of figure mm -hmm. out how to do, you, you know, doing stuff on the same network is really easy, but there's a little added complexity when it comes to setting up um, off-site computers. So, and how cool is it to be able to grab your iPad and remote into one of your machines um, to be able to do something real quick? It's not super convenient from, the, from a usability standpoint. You're not going to spend a lot of time using it that way. But just to be able to remote into a machine and be like, you know what, I just, hey, I was at work the day that uh, Mac OS Ventura come out. And so I pulled, pulled my machine up on my iPad mini and started the, uh, started the update. So, cause I wanted, wanted to have it all updated before I got home. So, so I was able to manage that from, from work on my iPad, which is crazy. So it's good. Yeah. It's, that's always something that like I wanted to have a need for but <laughs> never. Um, but if, uh, if you want to, um, if you want to have your your uh, screens VNC itch scratched hard, you need uh, to listen to Connected, or so I'm told. Because okay. in in the Mac Stories monthly log that came out today, Federico talked about uh, his setup with screens and his iPad, and um, I think you'll get a kick out of it. All right. And they, well, he said they talked about it unconnected, but obviously I haven't listened to it because it comes out Wednesday afternoons and I have a road trip this weekend, so I'm saving it. But he yeah. said he, he explained it in, in the monthly log, but then also said him and Steven talked about it on the episode. So I'm excited to because what I read, I think Steven's going to be like, oh, my gosh, like what happened to you? Yeah. <laughs> so anyways. so I I do have that uh, in pocket casts and it's it's on the list and I think it might actually be next. So, um, I was a little disappointed by upgrade this week, honestly, if we're talking about podcasts, I don't know. I haven't listened listen to that, that show in yeah. ages. So Mike Hurley's on vacation. So, uh, Jason Snell got, uh, John Gruber to fill in for him. Mm. So big, big Johnny G, you know, at first I thought, oh, this is going to be interesting because, you know, John Gruber in the upgrade format will be, be interesting. Well, no, it really kind of ended up to be in the talk show. Uh, it was like two and a half hours long instead of an hour long. And they talked about sports a lot of the time. And I was like, eh, that's not what I really listen to upgrade for. So if I wanted to listen to the Gruber show, I'd listen to Gruber show. So, which I have before. I don't, I don't dislike it. I just, I know what I'm getting when I, when I listen to it and mm -hmm. it's not what I was hoping for, but anyway, it is what it is. They made choices. <laughs> so, <clears throat> um, another app that I just started using recently that, uh, that actually I, th I, I haven't used it a ton yet, but I was working on a paper for my, uh, my biblical counseling class this last week, which by the way. We had our last night of this module this last Monday night, and it was glorious. It was great. <laughs> so we're not we're not back at it until January now. So there you go. But uh, but it's a it's an app called Brain.fm, uh, Focus oh, Music. Yeah. Uh -huh. So I use this. To, I wanted to see if I could I could use something that would help me focus more. And this is just it creates music based on um, your preferences <laughs> that you set to help you focus, to help you fall asleep, to help you, you know, whatever you choose you, you want to do, it helps you do that. And for the most part, if I was going to review it off of using it the one time I did, um, I would say it worked relatively well. I think with any of that stuff, it takes a little bit of time to get used to um, what it's doing because right at, at first it's a little distracting. And then once you kind of let it just fade into the background, yeah, I think you, I think it does kind of help you to focus a little bit more and get stuff done. So, mm -hmm. yeah, there's a, my, the one that I use in that ilk is called portal. 
Yeah, I use that as well for sleeping. The portal's awesome. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And they just added a couple new ones from Mike St. Lucia and. Mm-hmm. The uh, spatial audio is just oh man. If sometimes I just like I want to go sit in the middle of the Amazon rainforest during a thunderstorm. Okay, put my headphones on and like you're there. Yep, it's glorious. The difference between these two apps is that the Brain.fm um, creates like music. You know, you can yeah, put it's like, like AI, a thunderstorm, it's like AI generated, right? Yeah. So. You can you can put like a little thunderstorm, little lightning, little rain, whatever, but in the background, but uh, but it's mainly driven to create kind of a an aura style like music to kind of help you focus. So it's a little different. I I tried it with a little bit of a, a electronic music with, um, like for focusing, and then I gave them a couple other parameters that I liked. And then it just kind of just created a music that kind of wrapped around me and and comforted me, and it was good. Like a like a audible hug for your brain. That it was. They can have that tagline for free. So so we hit nine o'clock, and I have apparently I have a bunch of calendar events that just dinged, <laughs> and uh, I thought I heard something. Yeah, and um. Good task just reminded me that I had had a task that I had on the list, and yeah, it just it's funny. Yeah, that's what you were hearing in the background. I forgot to silence my devices. So, um, I also tried Read Kit here not long ago. I like it; it's an RSS reader, but I'm so entrenched in the uh, in the reader lifestyle r-e-e-d-e-r that uh i just i can't i really can't use another rss um reader that one just works too well for me so uh i've got a couple that i can recommend yeah go ahead i've been on a roll um so we all know that adobe has kind of had a chokehold on the creative apps you know market for a long time whether it's you know premiere or photoshop or lightroom uh illustrator that sort of stuff uh there's a company in england called serif that puts out affinity designer affinity photo and affinity publisher mm-hmm. um and i've been a big fan of those because so like I pay the $10 a month to Adobe for Photoshop and Lightroom because I have a photo and video business and that's still top of the charts, right? Um, however, I don't want to pay the monthly fee for Illustrator or the monthly fee for InDesign because I use those things so irregularly that it doesn't make sense for me to have a, another subscription. Like we, the theme of this episode, right, is ditching subscriptions. And so the beautiful thing about Affinity, you know, uh, publisher and Affinity um, designer and photo for that matter is you pay one fee, it's a down payment, right? And you don't pay until they come out with another version. Well, the first versions of these apps have been out for a while and they constantly get updated. They just dropped last month version two of all three of the apps. And because I was, you know, I had purchased, I only had designer and publisher before. Um, but because I had purchased version ones, I was able to get version two. I got all three for like $30. It's like a huge discount. It would have been normally like a hundred or $110 for all three of them. Um, but I got a massive discount on, uh, affinity photo Two, designer Two, and publisher Two, And that's for my Mac and are all on the iPad now too, before only designer and photo were on the iPad, but now publisher is as well. So I've got the full suite. Um, on my Mac and on my iPad. And I use Publisher a lot for making church documents, you know, for like posters or uh, uh, event cards or, you know, um, address, like all the stuff that you just needed a church to hand out or put on a wall or have people sign. I use Publisher, uh, not not Microsoft Publisher, <laughs> Publisher um, to do all that stuff. And it's great. And then just before we were recording, I spent the last hour and a half in Affinity Designer on my Mac coming up with all the graphics we need for Advent and Christmas and youth parties and Chris and kids parties and all that sort of stuff. Um, 
And uh, because we're talking about stuff we purchased this year, I was reminded of the second version of those apps. Um, so if anyone out there is looking for an alternative to the Adobe monthly subscription, um, these apps are well worth your time and your money. They handle all Adobe file types and they can import and export in any, you know, uh, AI file or EPS or PSD or whatever you need, plus all of the, you know, um, print and, and photo um, file formats as well. Um, they're really well made. Tons of YouTube videos um, for support and tutorials. Uh, so if you're looking to save a little money and not have another subscription, but get just as good uh, of tools, then Affinity is where you want to look. Yeah, and I would throw, and it's not a new app for me, but we've talked about it before, Pixelmator Pro uh, is another one of those apps that works really well. That's my um, graphic design uh, program of choice. And they do also have Pixelmator, Pix, Pixelmator Photo. It's not an easy one to say either um for basically retouching photos and doing stuff like that so um a couple other good options in that category indubitably all right Did I use that word right i don't know um sure we'll go with it. <laughs> well we've got one more thing to do before we go so let's get to it and of course i didn't have the pot up that i needed to have up for a sound effect <laughs> Uh, so what's delighting you today, Cam? University of Michigan football Wolverines. We just whooped Ohio State for the second year in a row. Nice. And it is still an unusual feeling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because before these two years, it was a dark, dark, dark path of, of loss. Yeah. Uh, so we are now 12-0. We are ranked number two in the country. And... Uh, we play Purdue in the Big Ten Championship on Saturday. And if that goes according to plan, we will be in the college football playoff for the second year in a row, playing whichever team lands uh, second. Unless, of course, Georgia loses to LSU in the SEC Championship game, in which case we'd probably get bumped up to one. I don't want to play Georgia again. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I don't play that. But anyways, it's just... Uh, 12 and 0 for the first time in 25 years since we won the national championship in 97. So all exciting things. Very happy. And we did it without our Heisman candidate running back. He played three snaps and we still beat him by 22. So whoop, whoop. we were down three and a half and then we outscored him 28 to three in the second half. Michigan. So, I'm going to fudge the numbers here a little bit because I don't have the exact numbers, but the the sentiment is accurate. The last seven games of the season, we outscored our opponents in the second half, something like 150 to like 17 or 20. I mean, just absolute decimation in the second half for like seven games in a row. That's it was crazy. a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. And that, my friend, is what is called halftime adjustments done perfectly. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, it's exciting me because – you only get so many college football games a year, and uh, we are at least guaranteed two more, the Big Ten Championship and the first playoff semifinal. If we win that, then we're in the national championship, which is just bonkers to even think about. So I'm excited. And that is what is delighting me, Mitch. What about you? Um, I thought about this quite a bit because there was a couple of things that uh, has happened over the last uh, week and a half or so since the last time we talked and the circumstances around this were not were not something that delighted me at all but um a buddy of mine i've been friends with him since 1998 or 1995 actually so we've been good friends best friends really for the last 27 years and we kind of fell out of touch here a few years ago and so you know we didn't really hear from him you know i try i sent him a couple of messages didn't hear back apparently there was a phone thing and um he didn't he didn't get a message that i sent on facebook at one point and i just it it was just like coincidental things that that kind of uh that he missed um but uh he called me up um 
No, it's it was probably this the about a week and a half ago when right after uh, the Sunday right after you and I recorded last, and uh, his dad wasn't doing very good, hmm. and then the night before Thanksgiving he passed. His dad passed. So, um, circumstances suck. I hate it. You know, I really feel for the family, but to reconnect with, with my best friend, you know, since for the last 27 years was just really cool. And, and I'm, mm -hmm. we want to work hard to try and stay in contact with him. And, and, you know, if nothing else, try to at least schedule time to sit down and talk and, you know, catch up and, uh, stuff like that. So, um, even though the circumstances really stunk that, mm -hmm. that surrounded all this stuff, it was really cool to get, get back in touch with him. So I think that, that yeah. out of everything that's gone on over the last, uh, last couple of weeks, I think that would be what's probably delighting me the most. Um, in a more minor, uh, in a more, more minor, uh, delight, I'm really digging the shelves behind me. I picked off some shelves a couple of weeks ago and uh, put them into my studio and I'm able to actually have, have a place to put a lot of my, uh, a lot of my uh, Lego builds and collectibles and stuff right now. So I'm probably going to get two more shelves to put down further um, that way. But, uh, but a two, two shelving, two shelf units is a good start. So. Indeed. I see Grogu. Two yep. of them. In fact, there's two of them back there for sure. Actually, if I move my mic here a little bit, it's weird oh because it's, it's, uh, but there's another one right there. It's, it's hard to see him, but that's a little crocheted Grogu. Hold on a second. I'll grab him. And he's probably going to talk crap about me because I took my headphones off, so I can't hear him. <laughs> but. Anyway, and that's the deepest, deepest, darkest secret I'll ever tell. Yep. So that's my little uh, crocheted Grogu. Is he not the cutest thing you've ever seen? Uh, I mean, he's pretty weird looking in yeah. general. Not well, just because he's crocheted, because he's whatever that. Do we know what they don't, him and Yoda are? They don't have a name for the species. I know. And that's yeah. annoying. There's only been three of them in all of, uh, in all of, um, Who's the third one? Uh, Yaddle. She, that's the, the female. Um, she, if you're watching the movies, I think she's only in The Phantom Menace in episode one. And she's in the background in the Jedi Council chamber. Um, she's got some like kind of crazy hair that sticks up on the top. Uh, but she finally got her due in... Um, the new series tales of the Jedi. Uh, she plays a significant role in the count Dooku story that is, uh, that is portrayed in the tales of the Jedi cartoons that just came out. And I hate to call them cartoons. They're actually really, really good uh, the stories. Animated series. The animated series. Yes. So recommend that to, to you and to the audience as well. So if you haven't watched that, it, it turned out pretty good. Okay. On, on a scale of corniness, Mm-hmm. Is it more or less corny than Clone Wars? Please say less. Please say less. Please I'm gonna say less. I'm gonna say less because it's really not made for kids. Um, okay. Not that it's that it's got adult content in it, but it, but you can tell that it's not necessarily made for for children. So now, to, in defense of the Clone Wars, there's specific episodes that are corny. Because because it is they're aimed at kids, but there's other parts of the Clone Wars that are not oh, yeah, not that are a little dark and yeah. But it's also the I call him the announcer guy, the guy that does the intro to every show. Okay, his ridiculous voice. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm not even gonna try and imitate it because it's been long enough that I would swing and miss hard. But like, if you, if you're struggling to get through the Clone Wars because of that, go go straight to the final season and watch the final season. Because I think that that final season is some of the best Star Wars storytelling that uh, that I've seen in almost all of the shows, um, especially the second half of the the last season, like the last 
three, four episodes or so are incredible. They, they basically, they're taking the, um, the story that is told in Revenge of the Sith, um, episode three, and doing it from a different point of view. So you're, you're hearing some of the stuff that's going on and you're knowing some of the stuff that's going on. You're with Ahsoka during, uh, when, when order 66 comes down and, uh, and it's just, it's, it's just a very different point of view from, from anything that's what you saw in the, uh, in the movies. So, and I think almost better in a lot of ways. So. All right. Very good. I'll give it a shot. All right. But anyway, um, I also got an Echo Show this last week because it was 35 bucks, and I wanted a clock for my studio. And I'll just tell you, I'm kind of digging it. <laughs> it's pretty cool. So uh, it's the Echo Show 5 Second Generation, which seems to me like name. that's the stupidest name. But mm-hmm. uh, but I'm really loving how like I can have a clock right here. It can tell me what the temperature is outside. Um, and then every so often it'll scroll through, uh, my calendar events for the, for the, um, for the day. Um, it, it has some annoying little ad things that pop ever up every so often that uh, you can go through and customize it quite a bit to get rid of a lot of that. But, um, but I think it's working out really well for what I needed it for. So, so very cool. Nice. All right. Well, I think we're about ready to wrap it up. Um, yep. So if you are looking for more of us, I, sometimes I wonder why, but it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> hey, we got, we got a good show. We have fun. Um, Indeed. you can check out inner show, and uh, you can find me and what, anything that I'm doing on the internet, which isn't a whole lot right now, but, uh, you can check that out at mitchcraig.online and cam, where can we find you? cambrennan.com keeping it simple mm-hmm. yep. cambrennan.com you know me I'm a simple man simple man with simple needs <laughs> I'm even to sing the Leonard Skinner song we're going to rock right past it alright I'm not going to talk about what needs anyway um... <laughs> Cam's turning a little red right now all right. So anyway, uh, we thank you guys for tuning in, uh, putting up with my scratchy throat today, tonight, and uh, we will see you back here in a couple of weeks. In the meantime, Cam, have a good one. Go blue. <laughs>